Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Like a, a magic wand noise. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> at least in my case, uh, when anything works at all, I need a magic wand noise. Oh Yay! Spring! <laughs> I love a good wand, magic wand noise. Me too. Me too. It oh. really makes you feel validated. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Old Hollywood Realness. The yes, podcast right. dedicated to the glitz and glamour of Tinseltown's golden era. Woo-hoo! I'm Philip Estrada. I'm Kathleen Null. And we're here to talk to you about another movie. Yep. Another sexy sailor summer installment. I'm that's just going right. to say it nerdily every time. <laughs> I love it. So that's right. Still part of the sexy sailor summer series. Coming in hot from 1936. <laughs> <laughs> follow the follow the fleet. <laughs> Hot off the press from 1936. Extra, <laughs> <laughs> extra. Follow the fleet. Um, so, follow the fleet is the movie we're talking about this week. Um, mm-hmm. It's an RKO radio picture. Yes. Um, every time that I see an RKO movie and it does the RKO radio picture, it reminds oh me of when you go to see um, uh, when you go to see Rocky Horror Picture Show live. And they yes. always ask, "What's a what's a radio picture? Is it a picture of a radio or a radio?" Like, I don't know. Anyway, it just it just immediately makes me think of a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Anywho, that's weird. Every time I I see it, I actually I have this like childhood. It, it makes me actually automatically think of King Kong because the original King well, Kong yeah. is like an RKO picture. So I always every time I hear that, I think I'm gonna be watching like King Kong, and it slightly scares the shit out of me because that's exactly what it did to me when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> bom, bom, bom. But this one is not King Kong. This is no, all no. Of, yep, that's right. We're it's mixing a it up. Fred and Ginger vehicle. It's so Yay! wonderful. So follow the fleet. 1936 RKO. Um, we got Fred Astaire playing Bake Baker. Uh, Ginger Rogers playing Sherry Martin. Randolph Scott playing Bilge Smith. Harriet Hill um, Hilliard playing Connie Martin. And mm-hmm. Astrid Alwyn plays M- Mrs. Iris Manning. Uh, the music and lyrics from this movie are um, Irving Berlin. He makes he's a you know good old standard over in Hollywood. And the yes. director of this film is Mark Sandwich, not to be confused with Mark Sandwich. Um, and the gowns for the costumes in this is by Bernard Newman. Um, uh, do you have a history with this movie, Kathleen? Um, are you familiar with this at all? I think, well, I, I I may have seen this as a kid, a really little kid. I remember kind of watching some uh, Fred, Fred, like Fred and Ginger vehicles, uh, but mm-hmm. but not, I don't have any like specific memories. I do know that um, uh, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers did make uh, 10 films together, and this is the fifth yep. of their 10 films that they did together. Uh-huh. So this must have been in their heyday, but um, but yeah, th- not, that's, that's about it yeah. as far as I have. That's true. What it about is, you? Uh, that's about it, yeah. Me, I don't, I don't actually, this is the first time I've ever seen it. Um, mm-hmm. I had seen some other uh, Fred and Fred Ginger movies. I think I've seen mm-hmm. uh, Top Hat. Um, yes. I think Gay Divorcee, is that Fred and Ginger? I want to say, it definitely has somebody Possibly. in it. Anyway, I think it's Fred and Ginger. Anywho, um, terrible that we don't, I don't know that. But yes. um, I'm familiar, familiar with some of their movies. But uh, you're right. This is the um, the fifth of ten Fred and mm-hmm. Ginger movies. Um, and I do want to point out that um, Fred Astaire was 37 during the filming of this movie. Wow. And Ginger Rogers was 25. So just to keep that in mind that Fred Astaire was 37 years old and he was playing a seaman. A very green, <laughs> fresh out of fresh out of um, fresh out of basic training, 
semen like <laughs> you say young as they normally come <laughs> he was a fresh semen 37 years because old. are we going there <laughs> well i just there's well there's that double entendres aside i think yes. that it's just funny to point out that someone who's supposed to be playing like essentially like a private in the army is 37 years old yes yeah well i mean look at what um, we saw with our with our last uh with our last movie you know um um with ship ahoy i mean bert lar hello yeah. like really yes <laughs> you gonna enlist in that the Navy. outfit uh, yeah pretty funny um yeah. So, uh, but another, th- uh, there's other points that I want to point out too is um, Bernard Newman. I wasn't familiar with him um, on his own, but uh-huh. he apparently had dressed Ginger Rogers in many of her famous films. Uh, he oh. dressed her in Roberta. He dressed her in Top Hat. And he's responsible for designing the infamous feathered gown from the cheek to cheek number in Top Hat. Which I, can I don't see know that. if you're familiar with that gown. It's oh, the one yes. that has like, it's a lot, a lots of feathers and like they're very long because they take the, they, what they would do is they would take ostrich feathers and then they would strip the plumes so that they'd have like those individual wispy pieces that you would use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for like boas what they would do is they would tie them together so you'd have three or four lengths of them so they're really long and like they become their own fringe and wow. apparently they rushed when they made that the first time for the initial filming of that they rushed making it and as she danced and when they were filming it apparently the entire thing just started shedding and falling apart yes and there were feathers everywhere all over the set and they it like was and Fred Astaire wanted to kill everybody, apparently. Yes. <laughs> so um, that's that is the remake. story I remember about like, that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So they had to like break for like I think they gave him like three days to remake it, and it ended up being perfect. So it's just funny that like he's responsible for some very very, um, you know, some yeah. iconic Ginger Rogers. I was um, gonna photos, say iconic so looks. Yeah, and yes. even in yeah. um like yeah like even in this movie, I think probably the. Probably the one thing I, I'm most familiar with about this movie is the song uh, "Let's Face the Music and Dance," um, and that scene right. when they when they say I think I've probably seen that in like clips or something. But that dress is also very similar. Like, I mean, my goodness, and what like you said, iconic. Like when I think of just dresses and gowns that you would wear doing those kind of dance numbers, it's it's, it's this, you know, and it's just and they're they're amazing. Yeah, let's face the music and dance is is the most famous number from this movie, and in fact, it's kind mm-hmm. of extracted from this movie, and is yes. I mean, it's used in like that's entertainment, that's dancing, like those montage movies, and even mm-hmm. they actually ended up um, they ended up referencing it in the movie Pennies from Heaven, which was a movie from the '80s starring ah uh, uh, okay Steve yes. Martin and Bernadette, Bernadette Peters. Peters. Yeah, right. and they remade that scene, and they and actually Bob Mackie was the costume designer for that. Bob, everyone take a shot because I mentioned Bob Mackie. <laughs> uh, okay, that's um, all right. That's okay. So, so he, uh, so he redid. He basically re- remade the gown, the gown for Bernadette Peters that looked exactly like her gown. There's like a whole thing about it. Uh, apparently, Fred Astaire hated the movie that they did, but whatever. It's it's an, well, odd, it's an odd movie, but it's totally worth a watch. Like it's yeah. an interesting film. So, yeah. but they, so that it was like, it's so iconic that they referenced it in another movie that was about musicals in like the golden age of Hollywood and stuff. So it's just yeah. interesting that that's, that it transcended this movie to become its own capsule piece. It is. I mean, it's yeah. definitely sort of the gold standard of like, you know, like when couple doing those couples dance and what that look would be, would mm-hmm. be you know, that silhouette, yeah. but oh, um, totally really, I mean, and also, well, you know, the other thing I, I thought was interesting about seeing just even that whole dance number was how that that song's actually quite dark you know and like the whole like setup around it and everything oh is, yeah is very like morose you know but also kind of amazing yeah, and to me it's I like didn't... typical depression era it's like oh shit sucks we're we'll, we'll just dance about it and forget our cares you know um but uh yeah, but i liked it was it. so interesting yeah, I, f- I noticed that too when I first watched it. I was like, oh, I did not know though. I didn't know the pre- I wasn't familiar with the premise of the dance of the musical number outside of just you know the song, face the music and dance. And then I was like, oh, it's kind of it's super dark. So yeah, it was you're like, is this really about suicide? Is that where we going there? Yeah, I know. I was like, wow. The beginning yeah. when they were yeah, <laughs> like whoa. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not that serious. You just lost some money at the roulette table. We've all done it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're well, wearing a tuxedo. Things cannot be that bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, it's funny because I mean, yeah, how much did I mean, you lose? Well, I was just thinking of of like having all your eggs in one basket. I was like, oh wait, there's a song about that. They did that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. God, yeah. So I'm gonna run through the story really fast, and then we're gonna gag on the eleganza later. So yes. um, real quick. So again, jump in, jump in when necessary. Um, okay. So Fred Astaire plays Bake Baker. He's a former song and dance man who rushed off to join the Navy, leaving behind his um, his dance partner Sherry Martin, who is Ginger Rogers' character. And um, I love that um, on the back of their photo, it even says um, "high class patter and genteel dancing." I know. <laughs> So cute. Um, so, so great. So funny. I'm like, that needs to be on my business card. <laughs> I actually should. <laughs> I mean, it makes no sense, but whatever. I'll go with it. <laughs> um, so, of course, she's upset because um, when they, because uh, when he left, he, the reason he left is because she turned down his marriage proposal and it was kind of like it made her career kind of falter and stuff. So, and kind of fizzle out. So, um, it right. was not, not the best move. She was not none too happy that he did that. And so. we kind of get the idea. He was like, well, fuck it. Then I'll just up and join the Navy. Like screw this, right. which, you know, you kind of yeah. see in a lot of stories, like someone gets so heartbroken. They're like, well, nothing's here for me. So I'll just up and join the Navy. Which yeah, jilted lover situation. Good luck with that. Like, or, yeah. You know, got nothing else to live for. It's like, yeah. I'm like, or you could just be friends. Um. Exactly. I mean, you live in this whole thing takes place in San Francisco, which I mean, hello, right. San Francisco in the 30s must have been heaven. But um, yeah, so it's like, dude, you live in San Francisco. Life isn't so bad. Just get out yeah. there. Do something else. I know. <laughs> um, so like you were saying, so their fleet pulls back into San Francisco and uh-huh. then, um, Bake ends up looking up Sherry to see if he can make it up to her to try and like rekindle. And then, um, all him and his, but his buddies get shore leave from the mm-hmm. ship and they end up at the paradise dance hall, which yes. is the, is so cute and adorable. Like it's so gorgeous. We'll add this um, to the list of places that Kathleen and Philip would like to go visit and hang out at. <laughs> I know. Right. And it's only 10 cents a dance. So, right? you know, you can't, I mean, it's a deal. <laughs> 10 cents a dance. It's so great. I know basically um so uh basically what ha- they end up there not knowing that sherry actually works there um and so they so bake is just with him and his buddies are just chilling out there and having a great time um but and then so last to arrive at the club is bilge smith played by randolph scott and mm-hmm. he's um he him and um baker um, baker kind of friends so like buddy it's like a buddy situation yes like like in anchors away so um then he ends up he ends up coming in and then connie martin who is sherry martin's sister she's played by harriet hilliard which by mm-hmm. the way she ends up getting married later on in life in real life harriet hilliard and then she becomes um uh she gets married to that actor and they have a tv show ozzy nelson she marries ozzy and harriet ozzy nelson <laughs> And she becomes Ozzy and Harriet. What? Yes. yes. <laughs> right. Kind of crazy. So it's funny that she didn't keep her last name either. She became Harriet Nelson. And so she became, and then they ended up having the TV show with Ozzy, Harriet, and then Ricky Nelson was their son and all this stuff. So it's wow. it's, fun. it's funny because it's almost like you don't even realize that she's the same person. Yeah. It's, for real. Anyway. But so she's um, so she ends up she can't get in because they have to have a male escort to get in. So she ends up basically shanghaiing Bilge um, Randolph Scott and she's like, oh, you know, this is my escort. So they he ends up they end up getting in and um, she's, of course, immediately smitten with him because, mm-hmm. you know, she's she's a woman of the 1930s in Hollywood. And in look Hollywood at him. Movie. Oh, so, sorry. Right. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just it was so funny watching this. I'm like, wow, she falls in love fast. I was like, oh, right. She's it's 1935 and it's a movie. She's going to fall in love immediately. (laughs) Yes, of course. Um, So and of course, he's not of course, he's not interested in her because she's the bookish type. And yes, you know, he's had enough of that. That seems to be all he gets. He he literally states he's like, I'm tired of teachers before he even finds out she teaches. He might as well be like, I'm ready for some some real serious whores. (laughs) You know, he's just, he's like, I want a girl with spangles. He's a man on a mission, a tacky, tacky mission. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like, I want a real tacky looking girl. (laughs) Um, Exactly. So, 
basically Connie goes backstage to hang out with um with Ginger Rogers and she's like, Hey, can you give me a makeover? Because I'm a big old bookworm. Yes. I was like, this has to be the fastest she's all that like makeover in a movie ever. Cause it was in the first 20 minutes of the movie where they were just like, we need this. This bitch needs to get a makeover. Like we're not, we can't, we can't do that. I was know, thinking that too. For any minute longer. <laughs> it's like, they did not waste any time. Right. It, it kind of like with footlight parade, this must be one of like, seriously, one of the first and very early, it's like nerd, nerd transformations, you know, like, a like, you know, kind of, yeah, like in footlight parade, you know, there was like the bookish girl. Then you, you know, she had like the classic, like weird glasses and like not so great eyebrows. And then they yeah. like take everything off and it doesn't take much to like, <laughs> holy crap, you're beautiful. You know? <laughs> Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I do love in this one that the girl that's giving her a makeover is none other than Lucille Ball. America um, sweetheart. Right? <laughs> yes. Well, um, I also love that too. You I know. know. Like, just it, it, yeah, well, just like the whole like sisters thing. It's it's not it's like, uh, hey, girl, we're going to all, you know, like, hey, you know, hey, my friend's going to help you be pretty. We got we all got this together. It's not really like competitive yeah. in that sense of like, no. uh, like, oh, well, you know, like I need to be better than her. Yeah. It's all about like the sisterhood of the traveling dress or something. Exactly. <laughs> <just> yes. Like... <laughs> but also, too, I They're love like, like... <laughs> Lucille Ball's trepidation. She's like, oh, I don't know. I'll see what I can do. She's like, like almost like yeah. t- tugging on her collar. Like, ooh, this is a hard one. You know? <laughs> yeah. She's like, this This might be above my pay grade. <laughs> oh, but she looked fabulous. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So good. Anyway. And it's so fun to see a young, such a young, young Lucille Ball in a movie as like yes. a bit player, you know? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you, you always wonder, sometimes when I watch these movies and I see bit players like that, I wonder whatever happened to them. And it's so fun to see someone who is, who's just monstrously big, a big, big star like that, do like a bit role that's not like, you know, because yes. in, in the Hollywood, in the Hollywood you know, machine, they would just like pluck somebody out of obscurity and just be like, you're a star now. You're the star of this movie. Oh, as right. opposed, so you don't actually get to see their kind of trajectory. And I know that she had a bit of a, she had a bit of a career kind of like, it kind of like langu- languished a while and right. she never really got a big break until she of course ended up doing um, some movies and then she ended up, you know, breaking it huge in TV, but it's yeah. just interesting to see her like kind of doing these small roles. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, what's so interesting is, like, you know, obviously, probably everyone, if if anyone knows Lucille Ball, they know her from I Love Lucy, which was more, you know, her, you know, she was more, you know, clowny and comedic. Like, people forget that, like, Lucille Ball was a fucking hottie back in the day. Like, she was was such a glamour girl and, like, and and beautiful. I mean, she was... I personally think she was beautiful, even in I like in I Love Lucy, but uh, but like I mean, she was just really like smoking back in the day, yeah, and leggy it's, and the big mm-hmm. blue eyes and just gorgeous, you know. It's funny when you watch. There's all there's. I've seen a couple of older movies with her. There's a serious one that she did that's almost like a film noir. And I want to, uh-huh. I forget the name of it though. It's called, it's basically, she, she ends up like working with the police to catch a serial killer who killed one of her friends. And it's Ooh. like kind of a dark, morose movie, but there's scenes where you're just like, that are hilarious because yeah. she can't not be funny. Like she just yes. has that like innate thing in her that just, she just has to be funny in every single scene. So it's yeah. just, well, it was yeah. such an interesting movie to watch because the way she delivers some lines or the looks on her face, you're just like, I know this is not supposed to be funny, but she is genuinely funny. Yes. And her <laughs> facial expressions are truly priceless. I mean, so even good. in this movie, like we even catch her a couple times, like you did the, li- the little lip sneer that you do. And, yeah. <laughs> and I love Lucy. I love it. Yeah, totally. Ooh. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. So good. Um, right. So, um, so back to the story. Sorry. We could talk about Lucille Ball. All I day. know. Um, but I know she's she's a, she's a national treasure. She but is. So basically, what happens is, is so she gets all made over. So Connie um, goes back out. So she's in disguise and she goes back out and she hollers at Bilge again. Yes. And he actually takes the bait this time because he doesn't realize that it's her. He and she literally does, does not thing. recognize yeah. her. <laughs> no, not at all. And um, so. Um, 
and then also at the same time, t- Sherry takes the stage. Um, Ginger Rogers takes the stage and performs. And um, Fred like recognizes her and he's like, oh my God, this is so awesome. But I also love that while she's performing, she has three backup singers. And um, I don't know this if everybody knows this, but there was a young actress also in the singing group too, was um, Betty Grable was in the singing group. That's right. <laughs> she. So if you're watching this movie if and the backup singer, she's the middle one the middle blonde one like you can barely recognize her you can't, she does not she's look barely like barely recognizable grable. that's right it's so funny but uh, um it's betty grable so there you go little you know world war ii pinup girl just standing right there next to ginger rogers singing a song um which is so cool again to see these like big big stars and like these smaller roles yeah um so bake um so Fred Astaire is like freaking out because um, Ginger Rogers is performing, and then um, after the song, they ended up um, they end up reminiscing about old times and like getting meeting up, mm-hmm. you know, catching up after all this time. And then Connie and Bilge end up going back to uh, Connie's apartment, yes, for some serious heavy petting. Yeah. Which <laughs> I don't know if you, how you feel about this, but like when they were like in her apartment, like mugging down, I was like, wow. Wow, they are really going for it. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> like right. I was kind of. It's really intense. It is intense. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just <laughs> all I'm thinking of like, like because this is in San Francisco. I'm like, God, I wonder how much that apartment is now. It's got to be like, like forty five hundred a month. You know, like that's just yeah. how my filter works. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, I don't care that these people are like mugging down pretty hardcore and I'm sure it wouldn't pass the Hays Code, but you know, yeah. how much is that apartment worth? What is that? You're worried about what real estate. Like Pacific Heights somewhere? Jesus, it's got to be expensive. You know, you like, know, yeah, that's si- all I'm thinking. I mean, yeah. The size of that kitchen alone. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that kitchen was so cute. I don't I mean, know. I, I had total dope. apartment envy just looking at their place. I thought it was adorable. But yes, I mean, they were mugging down that? hardcore. <laughs> I mean, like aggressively. I was yeah. like, I mean, I'm no prude, but I was just like, damn, girl, take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, it's like uh, like the expression goes, you know, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. So she's like, hey, you want anything to eat? <laughs> they go into the kitchen and hang out. <laughs> that breaks things up. <laughs> yes. Um, I do love that she put an apron on over her evening gown because you yes, know which he helped her with, which I thought was like one of the sexiest things he did in the whole movie. I'm sorry, but yeah. it was really cute. Oh. But I was just like, that's a really strange look as yeah. to wear an apron over an evening gown. I don't think I've ever seen that before uh, in a movie. I've, I've come home many a night and been hungry and done the exact same thing. I'm like, well, don't want to get anything on this. Too drunk to take it off. I'm making food. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's almost as good as i'm hi- um, vacuuming in high heels yeah almost almost uh, yeah yeah it can happen almost. um yeah no i mean bound to uh so uh so they're they're um so right so he she offers him food and all this stuff and they're talking and all that and she Things seem to be going well until she mentions the fact that she really wants a husband. Yeah. Um, and she wants that husband to man the ship that she inherited from her dad. And of course, he's just like, um, husband, I gotta. Oh, look at the time. Like he's <laughs> like, I gotta, um, I gotta, I gotta get going, husband. Uh, I gotta, I got a husband on out of here. And by get going, I'm being bang your rich friend in her car. I'm sorry. Basically. <laughs> Basically. Um, which is yeah. So um, sorry, I didn't mean to overjump uh, that story, but that's kind of what I think what no, happened there. Kind of, it's implied. Um, yeah. And so right, so he's like, I gotta get going, and that's what, of course, when he runs into that that neighbor lady, um, or yes. that that friend, their friend, a, a rich divorcee. Yes. And um, and then also while that's all happening, Fred and Ginger are winning a dance contest back at the Paradise Club. Mm-hmm. So, and then on their way out, they, um, they run into Ginger's boss and Fred, of course, just runs his mouth off and gets um, Ginger fired. Yes. Which is pretty, which I don't know what his end game was there, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, don't worry about it, baby. I know a guy who works for N- Nolan. He's a f- talent scout and well, I'm going to get you a job. And, um, yeah, so that ends up working out just as well as he needed it to because they were getting shipped out that night. So he couldn't really follow up on his promise to help her out. (laughs) Yeah. So she's like doubly fucked. 
Thanks a lot, yeah. asshole. And he's clearly oh, one of yeah. these people who thinks that like being a smartass, it's just and like being that way, like mischievous, is just like super, super funny without oh, knowing yeah. any kind of like with the damages and repercussions that has. You know, right? He's like my witticisms and sarcasm has no consequences. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh my god so they end up shipping out right and then yes. um and uh bilge probably has some sort of venereal disease from her, from their friend oh and my gosh so they're yeah. <laughs> they're out to sea for months and months um and where was I? Doodly, doo, 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 they were yeah sorry. they were out for a while i mean that definitely is something you you get a sense of just in this movie in general a lot of time seems to take right. place in this movie like two years or something yeah Something like that. It feels like, because they mention, yeah, so they're out to sea for a very long time. What seems like a very long time. Because yeah. when they're pulling back into port, he, Bilge even mentions, he's like, I made a date last October. Yes. And it doesn't, you, you don't really know how long, what month it is now, but the fact that he referenced last October makes it seem like it's been You know it's been a while. while. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like a six and, month leave or something like that. You right. know, that would have yeah. probably been standard or whatever. Yeah, six months shipping, ship out, something like that. Um, yeah. And then, um, of course, while they're at sea, uh, Fred Fred starts ta- giving dance lessons to the guys, to the sailors, which ends up in, like, some sort of homophobic riot. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> then he also performs jazz during an inspection to for distinguished guests, which results in him doing a 20-minute-long t- dance ta- tap dance sequence, which is very <laughs> apropos of Fred Astaire. Um, so they've been out to sea for a really long time, right? Yes. And um, because that's how the Navy do, (laughs) you know. Long periods of time away. That's right. A ship full of men all together (laughs) out in the middle of the ocean. You know, (laughs) nothing to see here. (laughs) Nothing to see here, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Just look away. Um, And so when they get back into, when they pull back into town, um, they get shore leave again. And so uh, Bilge and Bake, Fred Astaire, um, I feel like I should start referring to them all by the same names. I feel bad. I know. So, well, all those B words. Like, yeah. I know. So Bacon Bilge, they're <laughs> like, they get shore leave again. And um, Bilge is like, oh, I can't wait to get out, you know, to haul out my divorcee. And, yes. Uh, but this whole time, Connie's like getting ready to throw a dinner party and is going to present him with this boat that's already almost ready to go. And she wants yes. him to be the captain of and all this stuff. But I feel like uh, the whole time I was asking, I was like, did she write him a letter this whole time like does he know he's expected to come to dinner like i don't understand i know i know right i feel like i missed something in that or maybe she just was really really confident in what she was doing and and that was something that they talked like when they were hanging out that night he saw this beautiful like model ship in her their apartment right and she was like oh that was like that's a model of like like my dad's real ship like when he died he left my sister money and he left me the ship and you Uh know i'd love to get it back going one day and he even says he's like you know i'd love to be captain of your ship hey hey you know and like and then that's of course when she was like ding 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 ding. and um i think had already sort of that planted the seed at least for us that that this was something she had already been like thinking of and and i think she wanted to probably impress him or you know, mm-hmm. show him how much she cared about him and, and by getting the ship up right. and running and, and getting yeah. this going again. Right. Because you know how it goes. You dance with you have one night where you dance with a guy and then yep. you give him a boat. And you're like, well, this is going to work out. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. here's here's a boat. Yeah. That that my, know, my dead earned. father, the one thing that he left, he worked his ass yeah. off and he left me this. I would like mm-hmm. to maybe give it to you or have you run it. Yes, sir? because you're you're such a good dancer. Yes. And we've danced for one night. So, yes. And it's love. Forever. Right. right. <laughs> um, so, needless to say, he kind of snubs her, and she's all butthurt about it. And rightfully so. But also, yeah. it's kind of on you, baby. You exactly. didn't really let him know. It's like, but did you, did he know he was coming to dinner? Right. So, he ends up hanging out with um, sassy divorcee the whole time. Uh-huh. And... Um, Bake uh, tries to get um, basically spends all night trying to get a hold of um, Sherry and Sherry's like nope not doing it Yeah, and so he so she the next morning ends up she heads off to an audition with actually Nolan who is the the, um, theater producer Mm -hmm. that Bake knows and wanted to hook her up with in in the beginning 
So she's doing her audition and Bake shows up and he's like, I got a girl that you need to see, not knowing that he's actually seeing her yes. already. And so the friend who's like kind of like the um, secretary, the de facto secretary is like, oh, well, he's already in there auditioning a girl. You don't, it's too late now. And he's like, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta, you know, sabotage this audition because <laughs> Sherry needs the job. Yeah. And so he ends up, you know, uh, sabotaging Sherry's audition, yes. which is, you know, great for her. Right. <laughs> that, yes. Jerk. So he, you know, he basically feeds her by, um, you know, bicarbonate soda, which causes her to belch and um, feel sick during her singing audition, which is, which is adorable. I, yes. I just love that. He's just like, let's just fuck other people's lives up. That's a great idea. Right. Exactly. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. I'll just make this other girl's life a living hell. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, that's fair. Um, And then, so, but, so she, of course, is, she's, of course, miffed as hell. Like, she can't, she didn't get the job. So they end up going to a party, which ends up, which is being hosted by um, the sassy divorcee. Yes. So Connie and Sherry are both at this party, and then Bilge and Bake end up showing up. It's it's like a convergence of all the characters at this right. party. And Connie is super stoked to see Bilge, and he gives her the brush off. Yes. And Sherry is super annoyed that Bake um, with Bake, and um, gets even more mad when she, he admits that he gave her the bicarbonate soda. Yes. And um, of course, he doesn't know that it was her. Yeah. Until later, and then she ends up um, tricking basically gets back with him by tricking tricking him into getting into a fight with a superior officer. <laughs> um, which was, he ended up on his ass in a fountain, which was nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice to see some comeuppance. Um, so basically what happens is that they're, so they have, so they're trying to end, they trying to, sh- oh, sorry. So Connie and Sherry are trying to raise the last bit of money to pay for the ship to get repaired. Otherwise, it's going to get repossessed or some guy's going to get fired who kind of like covered the cost of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so ba- Bake's like, hey, let's raise the money by putting on a show. Yeah. So, which I love. I always love when they're just like, when anytime anybody needs money in old Hollywood movies, they're just like, we'll put on a show. We'll like do like the little yeah. rascals or like what a Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney movie do where they're like, well, I, my friend's got a barn and I got all these costumes yep. and we can put on a show and we can raise the money. Yeah. Um, and I think it was also kind of neat too, like I, with Fred Astaire's character, how he also realized even says like my friend is being a heel. Like when he kind of even sees yes. the situation, like, this lady, you know, really cared about my friend and she did these things, but he really doesn't care about that. He wants to be with like, which there's a lot of great peroxide jokes in there too. He wants to be with the, yeah. the bleach blonde lady and he just thinks it's yep. really low. And he's like, well, hell then, you know, and he, he, he clearly loves, yeah. Um, Sherry. So he's just like, well, yeah. you know, let's, I'm going to do whatever I can to help these girls. Like he always says, like, these are nice girls. And I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. You know, I think, yeah, his whole, his whole storyline was making it up to Sherry. Cause he was a big fuck up yeah. basically by leaving and not, you know, by yeah. skipping town and all this stuff. So yeah. it's everything that he can do to make it up to Sherry and Connie, like kind of as like a de facto yeah. sister basically. But I just, I think it's really so. great how he does get, does get in a few moments. Like where we, we definitely acknowledge that, Bilge is kind of gross. Like we've acknowledged like, dick. yeah, you're like, you're a dick, yeah. dude. You're a dick. That's yeah, all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, but I, it's funny because it's, it's just an interesting thing that he's like, Bilge is a dick. Connie's a great guy. But of course, Bilge and Connie have to end up together. So of course, right. <laughs> like, Wait, <it's> like, <laughs> like, you know, a lot of this storyline could have been avoided if we had just let Bilge go. Well, yes. Yeah. That's the, inf- that's when you, again, when we look at this with a modern eye and you try yes. not to punch yourself in it while you're watching yes. it. <laughs> you're just like, wouldn't it be much easier if you just devoided the character who is giving you the issue? You're like, oh, this is going to end in a double wedding. I can fucking feel I it. Know. Fuck. Yep. Like- <laughs> look, at some point, Kathleen, you're just going to have to accept the double wedding. It's, it's bound to. Motherfucker. <laughs> Ninety percent of these movies end up in double wedding. Oh so God, damn! Just boiled again. <laughs> Pretty much. Lean, lean into the double wedding. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so, he, so basically, what he does is he uses the show that he's making for Sherry and Connie as a cover to, in order to like break up. Um, bilge and his divorcee so he cooks up this whole scheme where he has like a script and he gets 
the divorcee to act out a part. And it's basically her like pretending that she's in love with um, Bake and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And he's, she's two timing with Bilge and all this stuff. So he ends up getting all like getting all upset and leaving yeah. in a huff. So that, which that was, you know, his, his comeuppance for that. Yeah. But, um, so then, um, of course, Bilge is not happy about it when he finds out that it was that he that he was all an act and a scam. So Bakes' leave ends up getting revoked right on the night when he's supposed to um, when he's supposed to do the show. Yes. So in order, so he literally jumps off the ship in order to perform in the show, and he swims <laughs> to a water taxi and ends up going to the show soaking wet, which I thought was amazing. Yep. That he's like gets on board of the ship, the boat where they're doing the show, and he's soaking wet. <laughs> and so Bill just sent to arrest him for um, for going AWOL, and then at the last minute he allows him he allows um, Bake to do the show. Um, but then he's just gonna arrest him afterward. Yes, which I think, which was nice to see um, Bilge finally coming around and being a nice guy. Uh-huh. Um, and he allows him to perform because for Connie's sake, because he realizes that oh, mate, Connie is a nice person. Yeah, and I probably should be with Connie. And then after their performance, um, so while actually. Um, at the performance is the Nolan guy, the theater producer. So he offers them um, a part in the new show um, after their big performance, after the let's face the music and dance number. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, Bake is like, this would be, it's like, perfect. I'll to- we'll totally sign on. But first, um, Sherry has to propose marriage to me. I have to, has to propose to me and, um, and let's get married and all that stuff. Um, sorry. That was really confusing. So, <laughs> Hey, who, what, so, hey, what, where? Yeah. So Bake says, so Bake agrees and says, this would be amazing, a great opportunity. But first, Sherry has to agree to propose marriage to me. And so she has to ask him to get married. Yes. And then, of course, Bill steps in and says, and you could do the show after you get done with your time in the clink. Yeah. <laughs> And that is the story. Yeah. <laughs> super convoluted. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird. Yeah. Super convoluted in a way. Like it's a lo- little. Yeah. Lots going on. But but uh, again, sort of like Footlight Parade. There's a whole lot of story going on, but they're able to sort of tie up all the loose ends and wrap everything up by the end in a neat little bow. Yep. And uh, and it was it was good. It was definitely a really cute movie. Good. Totally. Had a lot of funny moments and a lot of things that um, yeah. I felt like the humor was pretty good like i mean it was something that as an adult you can relate to it wasn't like there were hokey moments and then there were other ones that were just straight up really funny you know and and great dancing great songs very good very very good yeah the music in this was actually really good too very good i loved the um i love the uh when they get together like uh, the first of the first song in this the movie is uh that we saw the sea yes which is the first it was the opening number when fred astaire singing on the boat which was really fun it is really fun like you know cracker jack sailors yes and then after that then when they end up at the club and ginger sings let yourself go which i loved that number so good Fucking cute. So cute. I mean, can we have a moment to talk about her little nautical theme? Oh my gosh! Like high waisted pants Love and her little sailor. It. Oh well, she's God. got some quality pants in this movie. Just in oh, general, yes. like I just they fit her. That lady can wear a pair of pants, but also just I mean, those those classic like 1930s trousers just are so oh gorgeous. My, yeah, so cute. Very Catherine Hepburn, but they're all satin. Yes. and like it looks yeah. amazing. Um. I also love that it wasn't like the costume that she was wearing wasn't too super glamorous too because it was kind of like a divey nightclub. Yes. Except for um except for the gown that she lent her sister was like crazy gorgeous. Crazy like, eleganza, all, yes. <laughs> yes. And like a big flutter sleeve and it was all like sprayed with sequin. It was so like super pretty. dramatic. Um, even though like even the dress that like uh, that Lucy was wearing in that scene love. because it is a it is like it felt like it was like I hate to say it's like divey cheaper like it's a cheaper nightclub there's an air of like chintz everything's a little chintzy you know yes (laughs) so I think that like like Lucy's dress it looked budget you know it looked like a girl who didn't have that much money but it was just funny to see Sherry in that gown that literally looked wildly expensive compared to everybody else's cost everyone's evening wear yeah which was so funny and I mean maybe Um, like those girls are dressed up because you know they they did the date like people go there and buy they're, dances. So it's like, they're yeah, just dressed they're up the, for an evening out, like to be a dance yeah. partner. 
Um, They're the hostess. Yes. So I think like Lucy was a hostess and I think they all, so it was just interesting to see the level of the gowns that they put the, that they put those ladies in. And then for the main girl, Sherry, they put her in like this absurdly gorgeous, amazing gown, yes. but she has some looks, looks. in this movie though, <laughs> because she wears that gown later at the party um, where uh, Bilgen, um, when Bilge and Bake come back and yes. she's wearing that gown, it's like all black fitted with a sweetheart neck. And then it has that sheer, like kind of like flutter. Like, I don't know how to explain that yoke piece yes. where it's all like sequin and then it's sequin around the collar. But then it almost looks like, oh, I love that so much. And the back is like super low. Yes. There were oh a lot God. of uh, dare and, and like, like daring backs, I would say. In, yes. in the thirties, in the they loved a bare back. And uh, it was just apparently so funny. no bras because they were yes. just well, it was gorge. Because they would have all been wearing like very, very serious, like, you know, Merry Widows and like foundation garments where it was all built into one. Where I, well, it was, like, I, I wonder you know, about that, Philip, like, uh, because this wasn't even really when they had a, like a hell out of heavy structure and underwear. This would have been more like right. just I'm wearing a slip. And that's it, <laughs> you know. But would they have been wearing girdles at this point? Not, uh, not no. This wasn't too girdly at this point. This is like hmm. that was more like like late thirties into the forties. I don't know how girdled oh. up they would have been because and these were very like slippy thin dresses. I think a lot of no. these were just like nope. I'm wearing like a little teddy and that's it. <laughs> that's nice. all we got. You know, like, I loved it though. I, loved I thought it too. she had some. I mean, it's so funny because she had some. Once she embraced not being a bookish type, she was like glam. Oh, she, she was, was glammed up she was the great. whole time. There is uh, like her, zero visible panty lines in in, in this movie at all. <laughs> yeah, and her outfit when she goes to when she's having the dinner, like the failed dinner for Bilge, and she's wearing like a neat, yet again an evening gown where it's got a bolero and it's all ruffles, and yes. she looks amazing. Yeah, and she's just like, holy fuck, dude, she looks crazy good. Like, what is? Why is? Like, what I happened? Know. She's like, it only took one day for her to embrace her glamorness. Yeah. Which I love that. Well, I feel like she even almost says that in the first, in like in the first scenes when you see her, she meets her sister. She's like, I'm tired of this. I need to, yeah. I need to have fun. I'm tired of being a bookish yep. nerd. This is, this isn't working for me. It's fleet week. Let's do this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> She's a fleet week. I'm trying to get wet. I'm a young gal in San Francisco and it's fleet week. What the fuck am I doing? Exactly. <laughs> Help me sister. <laughs> Yeah, and then of course it was no looking back from the minute from you know from the jump after she was given that that makeover. Yes, so I love yeah. that that she didn't go back. Um, but uh, what else was that? I was gonna say something about her? Um, anywho, she just I loved it. She was she was she was bringing it. She Once did. she got glamorous, yeah. she brought it. But. Um, so then the next song after, so she, after Let Yourself Go, she performed that song, Get Thee Behind Me, Satan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which was such a strange number. It is a strange I number. Was... And when she was doing it, like, I just kept thinking, because the way she sings and then her, that her gorgeous face and hair, it was like, uh-huh. it was like hearing Snow White singing, Get Thee Behind Me, Satan. And you're like, oh, but this is a little weird. But what I loved about it, though, is like the, the subtext of that song is basically like, he's going to put it in me, Satan. She's like, she's like, sorry, buddy, but I'm gonna get mine. Sorry, not sorry. I gotta get fucked. Yeah. Yes. The whole time I was like, what are you thinking about? Because I know all I think about is you are going to get boned and you're totally on board with this. Like, good for her. Like, woman, like, you know, an emancipated woman yeah. singing about her sexuality. Go for it. Throwing lady. organized religion to the wind. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But it's so funny because I feel like this is 1936. It's RKO. And RKO, I feel like at what it would Howard Hughes still have been in charge of RKO at this point? Ooh. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Because I know that they, because he, I know he was body and he was all about like sexing it up. Right. There was that whole story with him and like him being in love with Jane Russell and like, yes. And all of these other women. So I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they were like, turn up the sex dial on these movies. Well, I, so yes. And I, like, it's yeah. like kind of differentiate an RKO movie from another studio. Well, and I, and, yeah. Like, and then from what I read, from what I sort of read and understood, it was, you know, movies were able to, at least, especially at this time, they were still like the Hayes code was getting enforced by this point, but there were still a lot mm-hmm. of sneaking. There was a lot of sneaking right. and, and being able to sort of 
insert things in, in as subtle way as possible. It just sort of became this like game, I think. And, and I think you see wow. that a lot in these sort of like, basically rom-coms from that time they're like they're sort of like little sexy romps <laughs> and that well, they were able to get yeah. away with things you know yeah and belge was going to insert something oh, yeah yeah he's like I mean? i'm inserting something in this movie in someone some yes. girl <laughs> preferably one who's peroxided hair <laughs> yes so um that's so that number is definitely worth a watch yes and then later on in the movie, the next number was the I'd rather lead the lead a band. So when they're back on the oh, ship yeah. and they're out to sea. And so they do like kind of like a jazzy number. Um, Fred, uh, Fred Astaire is um, leading a band and he does a jazzy number, which eventually ends up to becoming like a tap. So like a Fred Astaire so tap cute. solo, which is it was good. But every time I see a tap solo, I'm just like of Fred Astaire's. I'm just like. This is why I'm not a huge Fred Astaire fan. Like when he's do, when he does those solos by himself, I'm just like, cool. Well, I I don't know. I'm mesmerized. I, I think it's amazing. I, you know, I I mean, it's I prefer. I'm just like, get where's Ginger? Put it back <laughs> on the screen. Like I need to see two. I need like it's better in a pair. Like I feel like it's he's a little self indulgent. Show us the dames. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm probably I'm probably the only person who feels this way, but I just feel I like, like I'm that like looks like the one shouting, "Bring in the ladies!" <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Showgirls, bring in the showgirls. I'm, I'm like, where's the broads? <laughs> Show us your gams. <laughs> Basically. Um, like there's a so, there's an angry gay man in the corner who just keeps shouting at things. You know, basically. <laughs> it's like get out there, ladies! There's the queen screaming for you. It's like I'm probably the only guy. It's like when there's a when there's a single man tap dancing on stage. I'm like, snore, bring on the girls. <laughs> You're like, there is not one sequin in this. I am so obsessed. Yes. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> this isn't glamorous. Like, wait, wait, why am I here? Why am I here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh my God. Um. Yeah. So for me, it just it didn't work for me. I wasn't it, it wasn't my kind of a number. But anyhow, you're like on a scale so, from zero to showgirl, it was like a point five. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I the one of my I mean, look, I'm I'm all about a good Gene Kelly solo, especially in like the movie The Pirate well, when he's wearing shorty shorts yeah. and he's got oily gams. Like this number didn't have any of that. He was fully clothed, <laughs> and I don't want to see Fred Astaire in a short short because he's kind of gangly and bony. So <laughs> I know, and they do some really great jokes around that. Like he's clearly small enough for people to pick up and throw around, and Basically. they do that a couple times in this movie. You're yes. like, this man is not a tough man. He's no. he's a dancer. <laughs> he's, he's a he's very willowy, and he's not afraid to use strong... it as a comedy point plot point. Exactly, a, a good strong breeze will take him out. Um, but the, let's see. So then after the, after the I'd rather lead a band number, then the next number is going to be a reprise of Let Yourself Go when Ginger. Yes is tap dancing or is doing the audition. Ugh. And I had read somewhere that apparently this is the only time that Ginger Rogers is solo tap dancing on film. Oh, interesting. Of, of 10 Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers movies. Wow. This is the only time that she is tap dancing on a solo by herself. And it's an audition. <laughs> and it's an audition. <laughs> I'm just like that. I'm really curious. Now I want to watch all the other ones to see if I could spot a solo. Yeah. But that, I, I had read that in, I think I had read that on um, the IMDb trivia portion. So I'm wondering if that actually holds water because it wouldn't surprise me because yeah. of how like kind of marginalized women were in the, in Hollywood. Oh, right. So, you know, and to think of her, like they kind of thought of Ginger as just being, Fred's partner as opposed to being a star on her own yeah. which is kind of which is a shame because she is amazing she like, is clearly. you know it's it's so funny I, I was actually talking to my mom today and telling her uh, talking about that about how you know because I was talk, talking about like Eleanor Powell and Ann Miller mm -hmm. and how you know they um what's interesting at least you know it's like yeah she's always been like somebody's partner 
um, Ginger Rogers yeah. has. She's always sort of done, no. you know, she's been sort of a supporting person. But then also, like, I think of also, like, Ann Miller. It's like, why don't people really know about her? Because unlike unlike Ginger Rogers, like, she was never the star. She was always a supporting yeah. cast member. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. once a bridesmaid, never a bride, you know, kind of thing. Exactly. But it was true. It's like she was always, even though, she, and which is ironic because, yeah, she got these wonderful solo opportunities, but she was never star billing. She was never, like, a lead character. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's funny though because she like I can't honestly I can't wait to podcast the movie Stage Door because oh, yeah. Ginger it's it's it, the cast is mostly women and it's got it's Ginger Rogers and Catherine Hepburn are the main characters in it and it is and it's not a musical and Ginger is amazing. Oh, I can't movie. wait. So well, she's a fabulous I think actress. She's like a straight up star. And it's just a bummer that she, this is the only time she gets a solo dance number, I, which I'm like, dude, well, I think, that's... yeah. Cause I mean, well, I'm like uh, one of my favorite, favorite Ginger Rogers movies actually is the major and the minor. And she does a tiny mm. bit of tap dancing in that when by herself, Ginger Rogers plays a woman who has to, it, it basically, uh, she, she has to pretend to be a twelve-year-old <laughs> oh at, at a at a military uh, uh, tra- uh, military school during World War II. It's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. Oh. It is one of my favorite movies ever. Ray, Mo- I believe it's Ray Moland and uh, and Ginger Rogers. But anyway, there is a moment where she kind of does a little bit of solo tap dancing, but she's trying to like woo woo a teenage boy. So it's a little different. So <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll have to we'll have to look into that. Oh, oh, it's so good, um, so good. I can't wait to do that one. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then the next number is uh, but where are you? Which is yes. Connie sings that one. So Harriet Hilliard, um, Harriet Nee Hilliard Nelson. <laughs> so she she sings that song when she gets dissed by but by Bilge, and she of course is wearing that gown, oh, that, that gown. amazing gown. I mean, like how is that, that being gown? held upon what? her body? It is so it's beautiful. So beautiful. It's so yeah. Beautiful. Like like the whole top half like, of it is like it, it looks. It's like sheer, and then but yes. then it's got like like looks like sequins around the neck. Deep plunging back neck and like a sweetheart oh, neck God. in front, and then from we can only assume is a, like a black dress, but it's so beautiful yeah. and elegant on her. And you know, and I think it's, it's so layers flattering. of netting too. Yes. I think it's like layers of tulle or something because she's actually like picks it up and like kind of does a little bit of dancing yeah. with it, but it's like clearly like layers yeah. of sheer tulle. It's just it's such a beautiful gown. Like I'm like yes, oh and God. and one thing I, I noticed that. about all the ladies in here, they're all wearing you know like again those elegant long 1930s gowns, but they're also mm-hmm. all holding handkerchiefs. Like they all have like these yeah. handkerchiefs or what? And I still don't understand. The re- like why is was that just like a, an in vogue thing to do and carry around where you just I constantly wiping curious. your nose like I don't understand I have so many questions around that but they're uh, you notice that like they're always holding them and like yeah and, like doing a lot of like movement yeah. and like things with them and it's very elegant but it's just yeah maybe it's maybe they all had consumption <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> well people did smoke a lot back then maybe they were just kind of like casually yeah. like it's your it's your cough hanky I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, gross i know well um, as you know uh, i got sick a couple weeks ago and i still have like a lingering cough like maybe i need a cough hanky <laughs> maybe you do <laughs> well with some beautiful lace edge right exactly um, yeah um and then so the next number is i'm putting the next number is i'm putting all my eggs in one basket which is kind of a comic which is like a comic dance routine uh-huh. and it begins with fred astaire um doing noodling around on the piano which was really cool to see him actually play the piano yeah it didn't it didn't look like it was like super dubbed or anything like that which i thought was really yeah. cool um and then they did that that whole dance number was so funny they did i mean really funny so they were constantly dancing around and like ginger was like fucking up like purposely fucking up and it was it was so good that's another one that like even though what she was wearing wasn't that fancy i love her outfit those high-waisted pants and she's probably i think wearing like a little sweater or like a it looks like yeah it's like a short sleeve sweater yeah and like a little scarf of course Good, love a good neckerchief. Yeah. They're so cute. Yeah. And and, and they're but they're like their interaction and the way they dance together. I mean, you can they they really were an amazing partnership. There's something about their no. style together that is so cute and you can just watch them forever. You know, it's it's yeah. it's really great. 
So good. <laughs> um, and then the final closing number, of course, is Let's Face the Music and Dance, uh. which, like, as we were saying, is the most famous number from this movie. Like, it's that song is kind of their, is one of their signature songs. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> Glamour. <laughs> Glamour. Um, and apparently this film, like if you watch it, it's filmed in one take and it lasts two minutes and 50 seconds. Wow. Yes. And apparently in the in this number, um, Fred gets hit in the face by Ginger's sleeve because it's all <laughs> heavy and beaded. And they ended up like they ended up filming it over 20 times Jesus. again to try and like get a better version of it without her hit, um, him getting hit in the face. And they ended up going with this one, the one take that they ended up using because they felt like it was the best. And I looked for it and I couldn't really see it. I couldn't really so, see it either. Um, yeah. I, I, one thing I could, you can definitely tell that that gown is weighted and, and I like mean. it has a heavy hem, but like even the way they, they literally timed and choreographed that dance so that she could pause long enough for it to stop spinning. Like there's so many times where she'll spin, the dress continues to spin and they're, they're waiting for it to stop spinning and go back to the way it was before they move again. It is just, and it's mesmerizing. Like it's definitely that whole scene. You're just like, like if I feel like if I were watching that and somebody tried to interrupt me, I'd be like, excuse me, stop. Mama's watching Fred and Ginger. (laughs) Like, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, Um, (laughs) It's funny because, because I was reading that too, that the gown was beat heavy. That was weighted, weighted, to do Mm -hmm. that like to spin the way it did and I was looking at it and it almost looks like it was a a the fabric was like a jersey or something it's all fully like kind of like crate like kind of like beaded in like a kind of a random pattern but the the hems of the the hems of the skirt and the sleeves are like I want to say like two inches wide of just straight up like banded it's like the it's like banding on the hems and Mm -hmm. of the sleeves and the skirt of just straight up beads which would make it super duper heavy and suit like to really kind of bulk it up to like give it that weight and it's and then that fur collar oh my gosh I mean it is beautiful beautiful Beautiful. love it love it love it and her hair I mean the the hair in this movie these girls have the most gorgeously coiffed 1930s finger waves Mm -hmm. and braids and little curls and it's just it is so gorgeous and the makeup too like again this is black and white Mm -hmm. but you can just tell like um, I mean, like the makeup on Connie alone, like when, when she first comes out and she's like, you know, in her sparkly dress, like there's this one shot of her where it's like side profile and she is and, and like Bill just looking at her and you're just like, yes, go, yeah, like just I mean, Hollywood magic. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yes. I mean, sh- beautiful. They d- like, I mean, and then also the a lot of the the kind of casual looks too mm-hmm. were super amazing as well super like amazing beautiful hats big giant lapels on the coats yes. and these ginger rogers um, wears just, like a little oh. gingham suit like a checked suit that i just love 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 oh love God. and you can tell like there's like pockets and and like uh, oh the outerwear oh my gosh the sisters like there's a couple mm-hmm. of uh, actually several scenes where it's like you know i call them sister looks because they're together and yeah. they're just they're both wearing really really cute outfits that harmonize together and they they do have that look and feel of sisters it's like you got the blonde one the brunette one but they they do have like yeah. they're similar in resemblance and then their chemistry together on on film is great um, and one thing I really, really love, uh, you know, one of the things I love about this movie is that there really isn't a lot of like girl infighting or competitiveness or anything like yeah, that. That's Even true. with like the peroxide girl, it's like, you know, Connie's heart bro- like broken hearted. And, but really the only one who kind of makes any sort of disparaging comments about her is Fred Astaire. You know, he kind of makes like a peroxide right, joke yeah. of like, well, that's what, you know, Bill would rather be with her. But like, there really isn't a lot of like like girls like backbiting and infighting like they're they're if anything they're helping mm-hmm. each other um like i said like one of the things i just really love in the beginning is like you know connie comes to visit her sister and she's like hey you know like i'm i'm kind of feeling down and would you help me can you help pretty me up and she's like girl absolutely let me go pull in my best friend <laughs> it just you know let me go pull, let me go pull in lucille ball and then and you can see like lucy and then like the other girl are helping her and i just i love that i yeah. love when like it's like you know again like in footlight parade it wasn't like it was like oh girl we can help you we'll just get you some better hair like just better hair and a pretty dress we got this you know and it's just yeah it's so this great. one is a, <laughs> yeah this movie is this so is a nice is a good example of like kind of like 
you know, it is a good example of girls kind of coming yeah. together for for each other exactly. as opposed to like fighting over each fighting over a man. Yeah, they don't. There's there no fighting like over this, him. Like Connie's right. like, hey, you know what? That's what you want. That's what you want. My heart is broken, but I'm not. I'm not here to fight. And like, I, yeah. I just, I love that. I like, like you, it's you know, nice to see. it is nice to see. It's nice to see girl like ladies helping other ladies, <laughs> even if it's mm-hmm. subtle. <laughs> exactly. Totally. But yeah. No. This one was a good Very one. Very good one. I'm so glad cute. we watched this. It really and good. it's funny because you're I'm a, probably gonna watch it again. I actually I, I think <laughs> I'm gonna watch it again too. Um there were some really I love one of the my the funny things is anytime they hear a little like do 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 like they both start dancing like oh, a tick, yeah. <laughs> like Fred and Ginger do. And I just that's hilarious. <laughs> yes. Um and uh, and they there were some really really great lines in here. Like um, I remember one of them like in the beginning when the when the guys are all going on shore leave and they're like, oh, it's gonna be so great to talk to a lady without using my hands. And I'm like, that's just okay, <laughs> but funny, you know. <laughs> oh, and Fred Astaire gets a little oh, so monkey, good. and the monkey's fucking cute. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a tiny monkey in a tiny sailor hat. A good outfit. use of a monkey. <laughs> so good. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Oh, a little sailor monkey. And it's oh. funny because I remember, like, we so when we cute. did Ship Ahoy last week, you're like, you're, it's like, if I have to see another character Jack movie, but this totally was, and I'm not mad at it. It was fucking yeah, cute. Yeah, but this one, this, well, that's the thing, though, is this one was different yes. from the other Cracker Jack movies because it wasn't, well, one, Fred Astaire wasn't there. Or shit. Well, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Frank Sinatra yes. was the one yeah. there. So we finally broke our Frank Sinatra We, we did. <laughs> we, we did. And this was our first Fred, first of many, I'm sure, at least first of 10, oh, Fred and yeah. Ginger vehicles. So I'm, exactly. I'm very, we're very excited. So it's good to finally, it's good to finally get some friend ginger in there. Yeah. And it's nice to see like, and it was also nice not to see like, you know, one night ashore leave. We're going to have, you know, that, that whole kind of like, you know, it's just so interesting that there's so many movies about a guy getting shore leave and falling in love within a matter of 48 to yes. you know, 36 yeah. hours. And you're no, just and like, this, oh, this did good, like this yeah. movie did take place. I would say over probably like the span of like a couple years, at least a at year, at least one yeah. year, at least one yeah. year. It was just, and it, and it dealt with it like nice people who already too. knew each other. Like, you know, uh, yeah. like uh, Connie and like Bake, like already had a past already knew each other. And I love that they're, you know, like, like they're obviously both still had a thing for each other. And, and I, totally, I, I thought yeah. it was great. And even if they are like 12 years apart in age, there's something about where mm-hmm. they Fred and Jean, they kind of meet in the middle somewhere. They, they somehow yeah. average each other out in a way that's really great. And, um, you know, again, sort of much like Footlight Parade, when I watch so many things like this from the thirties, it's hard to believe you're like God, Ginger Rogers is 25, but her maturity, know, right? the way she looks in the, in the camera, like this is per- someone who's already lived a life, like an adult, yeah. Like this is this is a these are very mature people for being physically so young, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah. Loved it though, love, love, love. Loved it. <laughs> so good. There's a lot of inspiration in this for I far I admit like there's stuff that I'm gonna be oh taking very inspiring from this and implying impl- directly into the next costume or gown that I make for somebody or yourself, you know, just myself <laughs> for you know for my transition. <laughs> You know, what are you going to do? For Project Liberace? <laughs> yeah, for Project yes, exactly. <laughs> Any minute now. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this one, I just, some of these, some of these, it's just these old movies and these gowns. I'm just, I can't get enough of them. They're so fucking beautiful. Yes. Like, I just, the way that they dress. And I'm like, now I'm like really trying to, I've decided that I'm going to start stepping up the way that I dress. Like, I'm going to start I, wearing some better clothes. Me like, too. I'm going to start sassing it up and, well, you know, making, you know. I know we talked about that on our last episode, you know, kind of like lamenting. You know, I was even saying that too. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, like, how can I do this? And I, it really actually made me think. I'm like, you know, it's like, if this, if you don't like it, you got to change it, right? So, like, I even, exactly. I, and I was telling you, like, I finally actually ordered a couple of pairs of, re- I'd like to say, real pants. I got some jeans from a place in England called Freddy's of Pinewood that does, like, authentic, like, 1940s and 50s um, clothing and stuff. So, those are on the way. And I'm going to try to mix nice. it up. And, and actually try to bring nice. a little glamour every day that I think could still be practical. I can still, like, ride my oh, bike God. to work and stuff in those but you know what you, know. you need you need a short sleeve sweater I do I need. do well that's why and I'm hoping a beautiful silk scarf yes oh, well I'm hoping once I get these high-waisted pants that because they're going to be like you know like they kind of sit at the natural waist and so then I'm, I'm kind of mm-hmm. trying to figure out the, what kind of tops and things I can do because I'm going to need everything to be a little bit shorter 
like you know to oh, balance yeah. it out so but i can't wait i'm i'm pretty stoked uh, um so yeah cute. so uh but and then, oh a tiny quick uh, corrections corner i know last week i had mentioned um i had mentioned star wars costumes and i uh, actually <laughs> by accident said steven spielberg i actually meant to say george lucas but both of them also had similar i just want to say they were both buddies and both had sort of similar um costuming visions for like i said like right. indiana jones and star wars they both still had that um, they were both like very, very big fans of sort of those action adventure um, things from like the 30s and 40s. And so that that definitely influenced their decisions on right. what later became iconic costumes and iconic films. So anyway, just want to yes. do that before anyone from the 501st or any hardcore Star Wars people hurt me. Just sh- <laughs> shift me on the right. max while I'm going to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want, we, yeah, you definitely don't want to think that you are just actually meant to say. <laughs> so, no, no, I mean. You said Spielberg, but you I, meant I meant Lucas. George Lucas. I could see him, I could see yes. him in my face, you know, like in, in yeah, my mind. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry, guys. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, so that's so that's been that, that so we corrected yes. that. That's good. Print, print a retraction. I can go outside now. Um, okay. Yeah, this movie was adorable. Yes. Watch it as soon as you can. Um, take notes yes. on what to we, wear. We found it's, it on Amazon. Um, I think it, at one point we we it, it's it's not um it's not like the easiest thing like movie to uh, to find I guess. You know, it's. I mean, it, yeah. It's not like you can rent it, you on, can rent Amazon. it on Amazon. I'm sure yeah. it's on iTunes. Maybe, maybe it's on iTunes. Yeah. Maybe like on, um, yeah. like through YouTube or something. But totally worth it. Really, really cute. Totally. Um, very engaging and just iconic. I would say just iconic. And Irving Berlin. I mean, oh, the songs, the songs, <laughs> so, so good. good. Now get thee behind so me, good. Satan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, now it's time to do some plugs. Social media plugs. Shameless plugs. <laughs> All right, so you can catch up with us over on social media. You can contact us through Facebook uh, at Hold Hollywood Realness. You can find us on Instagram at Old Hollywood Realness. You can find us on Twitter at OHR Podcast. And you can email us at oldhollywoodrealness at gmail.com. Check us out on our website. Uh, we'll be posting um, photo recaps yes. of the movie, um, which is always good, fun to see. Like you can follow along mm-hmm. or you can, you know, it's an easy way to not have to watch the movie and know what we're talking about. <laughs> Um, uh, as we said last week, you can also, if you want to support the show, we now have an Amazon banner on our website. So if you go to our website, click the banner and shop like you normally do, we get a couple, we get a couple shekels, <laughs> um, a couple of beans, a couple of pennies. So, um, that would be great. Yeah. Um, easy way to support without, uh, without having to do much of anything. Yeah. And we can put it right um, back into the movies we watch, which is perfect. Totally. <laughs> Yep. Um, and then also got to give props to Hal Lublin. He is, his voice is still the voice of the podcast, mm-hmm. which I love this opening. So I love it so much. Thank you, Hal. Um, you know, Matt ups, yep. pour one out for your homies, <laughs> all of those things. Uh, yep. So that's been the episode. Very excited about it. We'll have, we'll can't wait to see you next yep. time. And, uh, yeah, we got some always remember, uh, whimsy first, as we like to say. Whimsy first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, yep so that's it and I'd like to thank you for listening to Old Hollywood Realness Podcast cast Old Hollywood Realness Podcast (laughs) thanks for listening bye (laughs) bye